With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, that provident article. It's a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison back in 1796. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, and specific focus on the Convention of States project. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson, and I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. And again, a thank you to all of our listeners out there. A reminder that we take phone calls at the end of the of each segment of each episode. Our call-in number, 914-205-5632. A couple of other points of contact. Again, a big reminder, our website, www.conventionofstates.com. My email address where you can reach me. Texas DC for HD58 at gmail.com. That's Texas. D is in district. C is in captain. The number four. H is in house. D is in district. The number five. The number eight at gmail.com. My Twitter handle is at Texas DC for HD58. So the same thing. You can ca- catch us on blogtalkradio.com at www.blogtalkradio.com. Texas DC for HD58. And on iTunes, you can search for that Provident article, just the phrase, that Provident article. Again, all the music that you would hear on intro, outro, provided by the patriotic rock band Madison Rising, big big supporters of the Convention of States Project. We appreciate all their support that they've given us. As always, we're going to begin by reading the pertinent information from Article 5 that applies to the Convention of States. The Congress, on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments which shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress." and in particular the Convention of States application, which was introduced in 41 states in the last two years, the legislature of the state fill in the blank, hereby applies to Congress under the provisions of Article 5 of the Constitution of the United States 
for the calling of a convention of the states limited to proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States that impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And today's episode, October 24th, 2015, we're going to be a little bit different today. No news, because we have an interview coming up. My guest this morning is Joy Davis. She is the Chief of Staff for my state representative, Dwayne Burns, from Texas House District 58. We're going to go ahead and discuss just what goes on in a state legislator's office, some of the things that they staff sees behind the scenes, and ask for some ways in which they can help us understand how we can better communicate with our state representatives. Joy graciously gave me about 30 minutes of her time. We edited a few things out for time constraints and to clean it up. And Joy, welcome to that Provident article. So first of all, uh, just some some basic information on how you got involved in politics and especially working with uh, Representative Dwayne Burns. Well, um, I've always had an interest in politics um, going back to the the early years and especially kind of when I got off into college and um, took the opportunity to intern in various positions for um, my um, congressman, uh, his district office, and then also for uh, um, former President Bush. Um, through an opportunity through uh, my university, Texas A&M, and uh, also through that, I actually got to go to D.C. and intern for Senator Kay Bailey Hutchison, and um, so I've kind of got to see it at a lot of different levels, but um, um, came back and and joined the workforce once I graduated college, and um, just kind of... uh, my, I come from a farming and ranching background, and so I uh, got really involved in that back in my family's business. And then um, I knew Dwayne through uh, our county, Johnson County Farm Bureau, and he had served on that board with my brother for 10 years. I had served on the uh, CASA or Court-Appointed Special Advocates um, of Johnson County, that board with Jennifer, Dwayne's wife, for several years. And um, so knew the family, and then when Dwayne made his decision to get involved in um, state politics, he kindly asked me to join his team, uh, knew that I had had an interest there, and um, knew how to manage people and deadlines and tasks through uh, different volunteer organizations I've been involved in. And um, two years later, here we are. So uh, that's kind of the gist of that. All right. Well, terrific. So uh, get in through the internship process, which I think uh, when we meet folks down as we visit the various offices down at the Capitol, it's fairly apparent that there are a lot of interns, you know, kids who are still in school or just out of school, and uh, that's a great opportunity for them to get their foot in the door if they wish and to find out if they even want to to pursue that any further. Um, So that's great. So I'm going to go and ask – go ahead. I was just going to say I am a um, 100% believer in internships. Um, Yes, you don't get paid very well, but like you said, it is completely your way to get your foot in the door and to gain the valuable experience that when it's time to go looking for a position, it's going to put you, you know, head and shoulders above the rest. And um, it, you know, you just get introduced to people and – 
see the way things actually work and not just the percept, you know, how you perceive things to work, um, whether it be a legislative office or a campaign office or whatever it may be. Um, it's just, uh, I, I absolutely am a huge believer in, uh, in internships. So I encourage everyone to do all the, all, you know, college at high school and college age kids to do it as much as they can. Okay. Terrific. Well, let's move on now that, uh, You've interned. You uh, you ran Dwayne's campaign here in Johnson and Bosque counties in House District 58. He won the election, so success. And now you're the chief of staff. What is a chief of staff? What are their responsibilities? Well, you know, and and to be honest, it varies with every office. But um, basically, well, I kind of do a little bit of everything for Dwayne um, uh, because I have the the personal background with him um he feels very comfortable with me so um i am in charge of his schedule not all chief of staff do that um some offices have a scheduler but Dwayne feels comfortable in me in making judgment calls on who he needs to see um getting him in the right places if he's unavailable making sure that i'm there or our legislative director or you know, putting the right person in front of the right group or individual that wants to meet with, with Dwayne or his office. And um, and then um, I also handle um, his, um, you know, I help on the bills that he authors and decides to carry. Um, I help file those and draft those and uh and then just kind of maintain all of his offices. Uh, you know, we have we still have our office open in the Capitol and uh, in Austin. And then I'm managing our district offices here in Johnson and Bosque County. And then I also, when I'm when I'm not on state time, um, I'm helping out with the campaign. So I'm I'm really involved in every aspect of Dwayne's life. We uh, joke that. If we'd have known how intertwined I would be in his life two years ago, we would have laughed. But um, it's just very important to know what's going on with his family, um, you know, what his mood is and what his attitude is, what he, uh, what we need to do in order to make sure that everything's flowing right, that we're going to get him reelected, that we're doing things for the constituents, keeping constituents happy, getting mail out, getting letters out, um, getting updates to the press, just uh, it's a little bit of everything. I, I like to call it the, you know, I wear my many hats because that's literally what I have to do. Okay. Um, you mentioned running, you know, managing several offices. How many different, uh, employ- I guess you call them employees or staff workers, are involved, not just now, which is more downtime, but especially when you're up during uh, session. Um, well, we actually, uh, we have, a, of course, myself as the chief of staff, then we have uh, Adrian Four, who's our legislative director, and then we had an intern. Um, we had two interns during session. We're down to, well, one of them now came back with us and uh, has really kind of thrived with what's going on in the office that we've actually moved him over to a legislative aide. Um, he enjoys writing letters and articles and dealing with the constituents. And so uh, we've really kind of let him carve out his own niche there and take some of the pressure off of us. And um, so we we really have to do a lot with very few people um, being a, a House member office. Okay. Well, so, and that kind of gives some insight into some of the things that you can do. You have the 
opportunity to see somebody who's thriving and, you know, give them a chance to go grow and, and take off with that. And that that does a couple things. One, it as you said, it takes some some of that responsibility off of you and Adrian, and then it allows that staff member to uh, to grow and gain some new uh, experience that they'll be able to use and to be helpful. So that, that's, Absolutely. again, another, another plug for an intern. Right? You get into the right folks and you're going you're gonna to get a chance to grow your skills. Terrific. Okay. Um, obviously, we're involved with the Convention of States in Article 5. Um, I remember because I asked Dwayne, in fact, the first contact I had with Dwayne was uh, Facebook back in late 2013, and an ad just happened to pop up. Um, while I was on and, you know, Dwayne Burns running for state representative. And I, I pinged him a message about, you know, are you aware of um, Article 5 and what's going on? And he, he mentioned that there was a a presentation that was going to happen with uh, a friend of ours, Dr. Barry Schleck, who was giving it that December, and I didn't get to go. And I don't think Dwayne got to go at that time. But he was obviously already aware. But from your perspective, um, how did Dwayne come to support Article 5 uh, in general, and, and I know that he was at first a big supporter of the balanced budget amendment, uh, but he also became a big supporter of our Convention of States resolution. But your perspective on how that happened? Well, I think just, uh, you know, once you stick your neck out there and say that you're going to run, um, you definitely have a lot of people that want to know your opinion on things. And uh, obviously the um, convention of the Article 5 Convention of States issue came up and um just start look i mean Dwayne's a big researcher on his own he sits there uh with his laptop and and likes to do that's one one of the good things for me from a staff perspective is that he likes to read on his own and do a lot of his own research and um and so he uh kind of did some individual self study there and saw what was out there and then i I know he reached out to you when it became, you know, kind of a bigger issue for me, I know was it was coming up at our uh, precinct conventions um, after the primary election, and uh, that was an issue that someone hit hit me about. And um, same thing, just go in and read about it and learn more. And then um, I know that you and your group are reaching out to us and trying to get us information. And um, and it's just one of those things that the more you read about it, the more it kind of made sense. Yeah, you can start off with a balanced budget amendment, but um, there, there's more that needs to be fixed. Yes, that's very important, but um, there's uh, there's a lot of overreach taking place out of Washington, D.C., and uh, I think it's time for the states to come back and uh, and take ownership of what is theirs. Well, that sounds good, and uh, we're we're glad to hear that that we have some influence, and that kind of segues into the the next question, which is an advice that you would give constituents grassroots when they are attempting to persuade a legislator. And this this is more general, you know. Just I know that you get hit with a lot of different things from a lot of different perspectives, and certainly from both sides. Support this? No. Oppose this? Uh, what are some of the things which are least effective, and what are some of the things which are most effective? I think the least effective is the, you know, the the one hits. They come in and, and you know, just want to hit you one time, and then that's it. And we have, you know, we have to deal with so many issues 
so quickly, so fast. You know, we've in Texas, we've only got 140 days to be in the legislative session. You can't vote on any bills for the first 60 days. So, um, you know, there there's a lot of moving parts that happen in a very few amount of days. And um, somebody that wants to come in once, drop you off a, a flyer on something, and then who knows if it's ever going to have a, a committee hearing or, um, you know, get to the House floor or anything like that. I mean, it's it, there's just so much that comes across our desk. So um, I know one of the things that really worked with you was and your group was the constant connection and, uh, and, and plus the ability to – I mean, there was an effort made by the Convention of States group uh, when we were – not even sworn in yet as a freshman legislator to set uh, come down to Austin and meet with us while we were down there for a, an orientation and to, you know, let's pull up some chairs to a table and talk about this. And um, I know that that really brought me as a staff person, real, you know, much further into the realm of, okay, now this is something we need to go fight for because it's not, you know, Yes, the member's name is on the door, and they're the reason that we're there, and they're very important, but the staff is the backbone behind that person. And so, you know, it's not always just about meeting with the member, but also getting to know the staff and and getting it in with them and and constantly communicating with them and not trying to beat them over the head with, this is the way it's got to be, but standing in of of the subject matter and then educate them, bring them um, further into the realm so that they have some buy-in on the issue. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just the continually, continually um, bringing us further and further into the conversation of what's going on until um, it's something we really believe in. All right. I I remember that meeting. Um, One of the things I think you touched on was, you know, just you have the people who are basically a, a one shot stop in and say something uh, another thing and this is not on any legislator's position in Texas we got off to a late start you know 2 years ago we didn't even exist and so um in Texas especially being that far behind in such a short legislative session really hurt us we believe and so some of the things that we're able to do now now that we know better and now that we actually exist um being able to plan ahead and being able to meet with our legislators uh, during this time, during campaign time for obviously the state representatives and uh, our state senators, half of them are running now and half of them are not. But being able to sit down and uh, I know that we had a, a, a sit down with Dwayne last month and he had an hour of time that he could give us. And that's not always true during the legislative, in fact, it's most definitely not true during the legislative session. So planning ahead on the part of the constituent group to make those those meetings occur before your legislator is now just inundated and is not going to have the time. Give them a chance to absorb information, to learn some things. Uh, I, I think we learned a big lesson on that, and it, it sounds like from what you're telling us that uh, that's, a, that's a true statement that, that uh, we need to be able to plan ahead. Okay, terrific. Now, specifically in regards to Article 5 and really to our, our uh, group, Convention of States, what have been the most effective means that we've used to persuade? And, and I, I know I had a couple of things down there. Was it just sheer information of which there is voluminous amounts of information? Is it the sheer numbers of support, which we certainly have a lot of that as well? Um, or is it consistency? Or is it something else? 
Um, I think the information is a lot. You know, we get hit by several different groups that, you know, whether it be, um, you know, strictly on balanced budget or, you know, compact uh, compact for America or, you know, whatever the different groups are and stuff. I know that there was something to be said for, I felt like we had a, we knew you. And so whenever you were kind of knew you from different county meetings and had seen you around, so you were a familiar face. And then you kept in constant contact with us. And so that was nice. I felt like we always knew what was going on with the Convention of States group, where they stood, what they were trying to achieve. And then um, bringing in, you know, uh, at that meeting in January, bringing in your statewide director and your national director of the program, I mean, that meant a whole lot to us. Um, it it was it's a combination of everything that just kind of kept kept our interest growing in in the project. All right, um, well that makes me feel good. <laughs> um, we we did we did some things well, and we can't always promise that we're going to be able to bring in uh, our our statewide or our na- our nationwide leadership. I think our statewide. I think. Tamara will show up uh, at most anything that we need her to show up at if she can do so. Um, okay, well, kind of the last thing to wrap up is what can we better do in the Convention of States to uh, support and help you? What are some of the things that we can either continue to do or that we can add to our list of what we need to do? I think the the you know y'all come up with a website and the Convention of States caucus and I think that that's going to be a very useful tool to those of us that are interested and supportive of the project um, I think continuing to just keep us in the not, in the know of what's going on with the organization and absolutely what you said about you know scheduling meetings right now when we're in the interim and kind of in our downtime yes all of us in the house are are running mad dashes towards uh, primaries right now but um, it's so much easier, and especially after hopefully what will be a March 1 primary, Republican primary, um, it's so much easier to have that sit down and talk time to, you know, dive deep into these issues and to give you an hour or so of time as opposed to what you said in session there when 15 minutes is so valuable just because of the, the you know, how restrictive we are on time and what what we um how long we have to get things done in the state but um yes just continuing to keep keep in touch with us and uh you know not just putting us on a list and they and then going okay that's our supporter now we don't ever have to talk to them again uh we need to constantly hear from y'all and uh and then see not just information coming from the leadership of the convention of the states project but you know we have a system where we record um input from any one of our constituents and then at any given time whatever uh, issue may be coming up we can go in and say okay how do people feel on an article five convention of the states then we can pull up how many how many of our constituents have called in emailed in written a letter in that say they're for or against something so those statistics are are one of the tools that Dwayne uses in order to make a decision on whether to vote for or against something or to support something, consider um, co-authoring something. So, yes, mobilizing your um, 
your strike force, your your people out there um, that may not be in leadership in the conventions of the state's project, um, that means a lot to a legislative office. All right. That's really helpful information. Um, I don't have anything anything else to add. Is there any anything closing you want to add here before we uh, call it a day? I told you I'd try to keep it less than twenty five minutes and it looks like we're gonna we're gonna make that goal. Well good. Um I know I just wanted to mention, you know, one of the things that and this is not nothing new to you, but um, you know, one of the things since this is something that Dwayne feels strongly about, we have tried to brainstorm of ways that we can help um through our membership and other organizations and um, that may have a stance for or against uh, the, an Article 5 Convention of the States. And um, and we're trying to do things um, not necessarily from a, legislat- a legislator perspective, but just a member of a, a grassroots organization and um, and proposing resolutions and, and trying to get maybe their statewide or their national stance to change so that we can, you know, bring that membership into the fold of people that support a convention of the state's project. So uh, it's not just what you can do as a, you know, as a legislator, but also what you can do back in the other organizations, grassroots organizations that you're involved in, because uh, you'd be amazed at how much influence some of these other groups can have too. So uh, I think it's it's opening up the umbrella and, and bringing everyone in underneath it is the way I kind of think of it. So. Um, you know, great. You know, and we appreciate what you're doing. I I happen to know exactly what you're you're speaking about there, at least one of the areas. And I was pleased to see that uh, it looks like on a national level we are we are focusing on the same group. I think I sent you an email yesterday in regard to you that. did you did, and I'm I'm very excited to see that. So um, again, Joy, I appreciate it so much. We will see you again. Um, I know we'll be down in Bosque again for Colonel Allen West, but uh, certainly I'll be at whatever the geo, whatever the GOP thing is that's going on and whatever I'm around. And you know how to find me. Absolutely. All right. Um, this is valuable. I'm going to share this with some other folks because, uh, you know, you said some things here in which, boy, it would be really nice if Joy would say something like that, that, that what we're doing is actually what we're supposed to be doing. And it sounds like we're doing a lot of things we kind of thought we should be doing. So that's great. All right. Absolutely. I'm going to let you go for now. All right. Well, thanks, Paul. Let me know if you need anything else. I sure will. Thank you, Joy. Okay. All right. Bye. And we want to thank Joy Davis for that interview. We're going to go to the phone lines. Again, our phone number, 914-205-5632. If you have any questions, any comments, any suggestions, not just on this episode and that interview we just had, but anything we've discussed in the last uh, three months it's been now. I think this is episode number 14 of that Provident article. Again, 914-205-5632. Okay, and time for phone calls. I don't see any queued up right now. I know that 830 in the morning on Saturdays is is difficult for folks. Sometimes they sleep in on Saturdays. Um, Again, uh, a great Thanks to Joy Davis and to Dwayne for for giving us joy for 30 minutes of time. Um, I don't know what I have planned for next week yet. It may be something along the same lines here, and I will uh, I will know more later in the week as to exactly what I have scheduled. Um, 
Also, I may host a podcast tomorrow with the news, which we typically cover during a normal podcast. We have the, the week's news. I knew that the interview was going to be a, a little bit long, and I wanted to give Joy as much time as possible. I thought that information was extremely, not just helpful, but it was extremely encouraging to me, and I've already shared it with some of the folks uh, on the, at least on the Texas Convention or States team. Um, for that, we're going to go ahead and close out with the uh, outro music from Madison Rising, America the Beautiful. You may have noticed I've changed up some of the music for the intro and the outro. I just want to expose you to Madison Rising. We'll see you next week. And that will do it for another episode of That Provident Article. We want to again give a thank you to Madison Rising. Go visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. I especially want to again send you to www.conventionofstates.com. If you haven't volunteered, if you haven't signed a petition, become a supporter. Please go out there and do so. Get involved with your state legislatures. Get involved with your state team in whatever state you're in. And again, a big thank you to the Texas Convention of States team. Thank you to all the listeners here. We appreciate it. And we'll listen to Madison Rising and America the Beautiful. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.